Hello, family and friends. I'm honored again for my last day on this series with Pastor Daryl Thompson II from Mount Carmel, Illinois. And next time, we're going to get his wife, Dina, with him so Amen. we can you know, really have a good time. Not that we haven't already. It's been amazing, Pastor. And you know, one of the things that was on my heart the last couple times is to hear in your love for people, Pastor, is one of my spiritual great-great-grandfathers, Smith Wigglesworth. I oh, listen yeah. to his series a lot, what George Stormont teaches about how Smith would pray and, Lord, burn me all up so Come they only on, see Jesus. Come on. And That's I prayed it. that many times myself, you know, and just the more Jesus we let come out of us, the more people we're going to reach, you know, for the kingdom. So sure appreciate you, Pastor, and uh, we'll just pray over this. Father, Amen. we're just so thankful. Thank you for Pastor Darrell and Dean and their ministry, Father, their church, and thank you for their heart for people and the lost, and, and thank you for blessing their ministry, Father, and Thank you that uh, you're yes. a good, merciful God. Yes, and we just are. We come to you today ready for whatever you have to speak through Pastor Darrell. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Amen. All yours, Pastor. Awesome. Thank you, Greg. I appreciate it. Thank you for all of you that are joining us and listening to us today. It's been an incredible time to be able to be with Greg and be able to do this. What an awesome ministry you have. And man, I know people are listening to it and you're impacting this earth with the kingdom of God, man. And I, I just want to honor you and, and say thank you. It really is an honor to be able to sit here. You might not think what you do is very big, but it is. God sees it, man, and he's honoring it in your life. And uh, I'm thankful for you and thankful to even know you. Thank you, Pastor. Amen. Well, I want to get into, I've been talking, I talked in our last couple of podcasts about Luke chapter 15, 11, verse 11, talking about the, I call him the redeemed heir mm -hmm. in the church world. He's known as the prodigal son, talking about the father's love. You know, I, I want to get into something else a little bit here about the father uh, heart of God. You know, as long as you always see God with a black robe on, with a gavel in his hand, ready to sitting in a courtroom, you're never going to view him correctly. I could take you in, and I won't. As a preacher, man, you, you rabbits jump out and run, and you want to chase them. <laughs> but uh, when we lo even look at the book of Judges, we don't even really know. We look at Judges, and we think in our Western mindset of a courtroom. Mm -hmm. The Judges in the Old Testament were known as warriors. They went in, and they defeated the enemy. There was no court proceeding. There was no—Deborah uh, was a mighty warrior. Are you, are you with me? Yep. Deborah was a mighty warrior. She wasn't a she wasn't a judge in a courtroom. Well, she was in the book of Judges. She's it's just that mindset that we have in yeah. in Western culture sometimes. Yeah. And so, as long as you always view God with a black robe in a courtroom with a black robe on and a gavel in his hand, you'll never see him correctly. Because Jesus says, "If you've seen me, you've seen the Father." Yep. Jesus said, "Not my will, but my Father's will in heaven." Yeah. So, in other words, when Jesus is talking. It's really daddy talking. That's right. It's not that, that God's sitting there ready to kill you. You actually ravish his heart. Mm -hmm. You and I actually ravish his heart. In the book of Solomon, it talks about how he even says, oh, you got to stop. Mm -hmm. He's not talking about we need that, that. We're not saying that about him. He's saying that about us. You got to stop because you ravish my heart. I can't take any more mm -hmm. of it. I'm so infatuated with you. Mm -hmm. That's how daddy is with us. Yeah. He loves us so much. And I, I, I use the terminology a lot about daddy and father because anybody can be a father. Not anybody can, not everyone can be a daddy. And so I want to get into something here in, in Isaiah chapter 61 that I found interesting. And I'm just going to go through the first three verses in this 
but I'm reading out of the Passion Translation, and and I, and, and then I'm going to explain some things as a stop along the way. But Isaiah 61, this is the uh, the portion of Scripture that, if you'll remember. Jesus, when he comes off of being tempted, goes into the temple, and for the first time in 400 years, the scroll, he opens the scroll and he reads Isaiah 61. All right? And so here's silence on the earth for 400 years. They haven't even heard God speak. Jesus is tempted, comes down after uh, off the mountain from being tempted for 40 days, walks in, and Jesus reads the scroll from Isaiah 61. And it's interesting, so I want to read it, but out of the Passion Translation, and here we go. It says, The mighty spirit of Lord Yahweh is wrapped around me. Now, there's something interesting about this word. It's the, this phrase in the Passion, it's wrapped around. Many of you don't know, the Passion Translation is was written, and it's got the Greek, and it's also got Hebrew in it, and it's got out of the Aramaic. A lot of people think Jesus just spoke Hebrew, but he didn't. He spoke Aramaic. Aramaic was actually the word, the the the, uh, the language of the day then. And so this word wrapped around, it means this. Are you ready? He says, the mighty spirit of the Lord Yahweh. Yahweh we know is God, right? Yep. So the mighty spirit of Lord God is wrapped around me. This is Jesus coming down. He's, he's opened the scroll in Luke, and he's reading this. The wrapped around means upon, in, over, above, by, for, through, throughout, around, beside. In other words, he's saying, don't sweat it. I got you covered. Mm-hmm. There's no way that there is any opening for you to be uncovered. He's saying, I've got you. And so Jesus comes in after being tempted, and he's reading this. The mighty spirit of the Lord Yahweh is wrapped around me because Yahweh has anointed me as a messenger to preach good news to the poor. He sent me to heal the wounds of the brokenhearted, to tell captives you are free, and to tell prisoners be free from your darkness. I am sent, verse 2, I am sent to announce a new season of Yahweh's grace and a time of God's recompense on his enemies, to comfort all who are in sorrow, to strengthen those crushed by despair who mourn in Zion, to give them a beautiful bouquet in the place of ashes and the oil of bliss instead of tears and the mantle of joyous praise instead of the spirit of heaviness. Because of this, they will be known as mighty oaks of righteousness planted by Yahweh as a living display of his glory. They will restore ruins from long ago and rebuild what was long devastated. They will renew ruined cities and desolations of past generations. I believe, Greg, that that is what you and I are, that is what the calling is for you and I, to be the rebuilders of ruined cities. That we are to be the oaks of righteousness planted as a display in the world of the Lord of what he's done. In other words, people, in, humanity is to look at you and I. Humanity should look at what God has done. We ought to be a resemblance of the goodness of God. Amen. And so when I'm reading this scripture, one of the things that stuck out to me in what Jesus was reading is we always love where it talks about how we want the the beauty for ashes. Mm -hmm. We want the oil of joy for mourning. Mm -hmm. And we definitely want the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, right? Okay. We want all these things, but we miss the most important thing. Jesus' first words were this. He sent me to heal the wounds of the brokenhearted. I actually believe that every issue in our life, every problem that we encounter comes from a place of the broken heart. Jesus' first priority is to heal the broken heart, to bring healing to broken hearted people. 
And what I found in studying the scripture is the idea is that we would become an oak of righteousness on display for the Lord. Well, I don't want it to be about me. Well, guess what? You don't have that choice. It is about you. Yeah, well, well, that sounds. If it's about me, then that sounds like you know I'm being prideful. You're not being prideful. You are who God chose to represent Him on the earth yeah. to be the display, to be that oak of righteousness that people can come under to eat the fruit of what you produce. Yeah. And so, in the Scripture, we have to God desire first and foremost is to deal with the broken heart. Of humanity. Yeah. Every single person's heart has to be healed. Until there's a full healing of a broken heart, you can't ever get the beauty for ashes, mm-hmm. the oil of joy for mourning, and the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. And we always say this we're like, well, what is the spirit of heaviness? It's real simple. It's why I talk about him being daddy God instead of him just being father, you know? Mm-hmm. There's a devotional intimacy aspect. There's the a proximity acts aspect to where I can come to him and it's okay to be close to him. Because yeah. see, the uh, oil of joy for morning garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that spirit of heaviness means this. When you study the scripture out, you'll find out it means this. It means that spirit of heaviness is feeling that you don't measure up. God's desire is to heal your broken heart so you never live a day where you don't measure up. And so Jesus is coming in and he's saying, I'm here to fix the brokenhearted, to heal the brokenhearted. And out of healing the brokenhearted, when I do this, I'm extending a new season of grace on the earth. That's what he was doing yep. when he came down off that mountain. He was, he was making an announcement that something messianic is taking place right now. And it is a new season of grace that is here. And so Jesus comes and he does it. And he says, and when I heal the brokenhearted, I'm going to re, there's not going to be any more ashes. It's not going, I see my desire in life is not to be free enough to live so many days and then get back in bondage again. Mm-hmm. It's free indeed. Not free for many days, but free indeed. Right. And so it's to be that oak of righteous on the earth. And so God comes in and he heals broken heart. And Jesus says, I'm here. And when I do this, I'm going to remove. There's not going to be any more, no, no, no more ashes. You're not going to have to put stuff all over your head because you're walking around in shame. So he removes the shame. He removes the guilt. He instantly takes care of and removes forever that spirit that we carry of not ever measuring up. Yeah. Because Jesus says in John chapter 15, he says, he, he basically, and I'm paraphrasing, is telling, his praying to God that his disciples, his, his, those disciples, that those, these are the ones you gave me, God. Let them know you the way that I know you. Yeah. And God, literally, Jesus' prayer was, is, and, and he tells his disciples that daddy loves you as much as he loves me. Yeah. Now think about that. Most people listening to this podcast would never believe in a million years that God could love you and I, Greg, as much as he loves Jesus. And the truth of the matter is, is he does. He, as much as God, the father loved Jesus, he loves you and I. And we're like, well, no, 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 because my, that's what Jesus did. Mm -hmm. You know, Jesus loves me like that. God can't. Mm -hmm. But remember, Jesus says, if you see me, you've seen the father. He says, it's not my will, but it's my Father in heaven's will. And so in this, in, in the, the announcement that Jesus makes, he's setting in a new stage of grace that comes on the earth for us to be that living oak tree 
after he gets all the junk taken care of in our life, to be the display of the earth, to be able to go before him and people to come and eat of the fruit of that tree and salvation to come through what they see in us, which is the Father in heaven. Amen. Father, we thank you. We praise you. I thank you for this opportunity, Lord. Bless those that are listening, God. Lord, I pray if any of them have questions, they can call, Lord. I pray that that you'd move on their hearts. If any of them want want to be born again, God, I pray right now, Lord, move on their heart, draw them unto you, Holy Spirit. Lord, and I pray that they would reach out to Greg, reach out to myself, and share the good news of what you've done in their life in G we thank you for it right now and I pray blessings on them in Jesus name amen amen well thank you Pastor Daryl and if you want to reach Pastor Daryl you could do so at the riverchurchmtc.com maybe let them know you gave your life to Jesus you can also contact our ministry at 812-449-817 or at celebratejesusministry at gmail.com and I don't believe I've ever done this in 500 podcast plus but Lord put on my heart that somebody out there wants to give some money to pastor's ministry and to his church. So you can do that by sending a check or whatever you want to do to the River Church at 315 North Market Street in Mount Carmel, Illinois, 62863. And I know God will bless your seed. So thank Amen. you, Pastor, so Amen. much. Thank you. We love you. And we love you all out there. Please go talk to someone about Jesus today. Amen. And remember, Jesus thought about you on the cross at Calvary. Amen.